Welcome back to another volume of Truly Disturbing Tales from Reddit. Today we're going to be narrating three new unsettling stories taken directly from the platform. I encourage you all to sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy these terrifying personal accounts. Now, without any further delay, let's jump right in. My friends, Jessica and James, have been together for six years and have lived in their house for over a year now. I'm over there quite often. I've been friends and co-workers with Jessica for four years. They're absolutely wonderful people. They've kind of adopted me, and they keep me alive by feeding me a few times a week. Not like a cat or anything, but I still appreciate the gesture. So I was over for dinner after work a few weeks ago. We all got to their place within minutes of each other. We drank, ate, and caught up. And after a little while, James goes outside to grill up some steaks. When he comes in, he asked why I had kissed the door. I'm pretty confused and head over to the sliding glass door where he is. Sure as can be, there is the imprint of a kiss on the outside of the door. Lipstick and everything. A few things here. James and Jessica are both shorter than I am. He's about 5 feet 8 inches tall. She's about 5'2". I'm 5'11". The kiss print was at a height that if I popped up on the balls of my feet, I could reach that spot with my lips. Far above where Jessica could reach, and as much as I love the thought of James in bubblegum pink lipstick, he wouldn't have been able to reach it either. Now, I haven't worn makeup in many, many years. I don't even own lipstick. I think I might still have some mascara and an ancient eyeshadow palette, but that's about it. They both thought it was me playing a prank. After all, Jessica owns lipstick. I could have just been trying to freak them out using her makeup, but spoiler, I'm not. I am a smoker though, so I do frequent their back porch through that door. Besides, it's pretty difficult to get on their porch. We've got three sides, right? Well, the right side is sort of a balcony with a 30-foot or so drop. The left side, a 10-foot drop with a fence. And inside the fence is immediately James's grill and some workout equipment. It's a pretty narrow space and wouldn't be easily navigated with all that junk out there. Plus, it's pretty high up. The front of the porch would be the easiest way to get in, but you would have to be dedicated. They have thick, tall boxwood hedges, along with a fence. Suffice it to say, you'd get pretty scraped up. So at this point, I'm thinking that most likely, Jessica just climbed up on a chair and kissed the glass herself. She's pranking me. Well, James cleaned off the glass, and we went on with our night. A few nights later, I'm back at their place once again. I was heading out for a smoke, when I saw another set of lip prints on the glass, in the same place, this time with a nude shade lipstick. About a foot below the lip print, there was a smudgy heart. I'm not sure if this person had really greasy hands or if they used spit or something like that, but it was extra creepy. I pointed it out to my friends, and again, they thought it was me. James even insisted that I clean it off the glass. Jessica nor James have ever been ones to prank, and neither have I, but 
but I still felt like the most logical explanation was Jessica trying to prank James and I by setting me up or something. The next time it happened, a few days later, when I hadn't been there for a while, Jessica called me on the phone. She was a little accusatory and more than a touch rattled. I do have a key to their house, and she asked if I had used it to kiss the glass again because when they woke up, she noticed that there was a lip print on the door. I told her it wasn't me, and she eventually let it go, but I could tell she still thought it was me. At this point, I'm not really thinking it's her. Like, it could be, but it definitely seems like it's time to give it up already. She seemed genuinely mad at me, and it didn't seem funny at all. It happened a couple more times. Once more while I was over, then there was a break for about a week, and then again, when I hadn't been there. I had to go to another state for work, and while I was out of town, Jessica video called me. She saw me in my hotel room and just started freaking out. She said this whole time she was really holding out hope that it was me. Even though it wasn't funny, at least it wouldn't be terrifying. Alas, I'm a thousand miles away from them, and there's a fresh kiss print on her back door with that same heart underneath. She apologized to me for being so adamant that it was me. She just didn't want to be wrong. I told her it's okay, but she should probably call the police now. She did. They came several hours later, looked around for maybe five minutes, and pretty much told her, hmm, that's weird. They told her that she could take pictures and submit them online to the police. Big thank you to those two specific boys in blue. Big help. So we are all completely freaked out. I suppose it's possible that it is her, or James, and neither of them know when to call it quits, but I really don't think that's the case. Someone out there is really dedicated to giving them kisses. They ordered a camera, it arrived a couple of days ago, and they put it on the porch. So far, nothing. But I'll be sure to let you know if that camera does catch anyone creeping up for a kiss. Recently, I had to make a quick run to Walmart after work for a few smaller items I'd forgotten the day before. About halfway into my trip, I was approached by a woman and a teenage girl who asked me to buy a pack of diapers for them. Now, I do enjoy helping people whenever I can, but something felt incredibly off-putting about this situation. Something about the way she strode right up to me and asked. It all felt very rehearsed. I told her no in the most polite way I could muster, and she nodded and went on her way. I was prepared to deal with potentially having turned away a woman who genuinely needed help, but like I mentioned, something still felt really wrong about it. I completed the rest of my shopping and was well on my way to forgetting the encounter, but when I made my way up to the self-checkout, suddenly that same lady and teenage girl make a beeline for me. These two women don't look at me or speak to me. They just walk up to the self-checkout stand that I'm at and begin to scan not only the diapers they had, but items they had hidden in their clothes, racking up a huge total on the self-checkout. Completely stupefied that she just brazenly assumed I'd pay for it all, I got the attention of the associate and quietly explained the situation, making it clear I wasn't trying to make a scene, but I simply didn't know these people 
and I wasn't about to pay for their belongings, now that I knew it was a ploy. He told me they've had to deal with her before, and I wasn't the first customer she had a run-in with. He put on his most patient customer service voice and talked to the woman, at which point she pretended to not speak English, despite having a pretty firm grasp on the language earlier when asking me to buy diapers for them. She just kept pointing at me as if to indicate she and the girl were with me. Thankfully, she wasn't fooling the associate who, by now, had not only cleared her items from my checkout, but placed his body between myself and the woman, who was still pretending she couldn't understand him, and still adamant that we were together. The whole time, she was getting louder and louder, and it was obvious that things were escalating, so I made a point to pay for my belongings and hightail it out of there. I hurried out to my car, closing the door just in time to see that teen girl nearly sprinting to catch up with me. The older woman, not far behind her. Panic began to set in, and suddenly I was trying to lock the doors, throw my groceries in, and buckle up all at once. The teen girl was now frantically tapping at my window, with what I assumed at first was her nail. I wasn't going to look up, until I caught the sun gleaming off of something. I turned my head to find she wasn't tapping with her nail at all, but instead with the tip of a switchblade, making slow, deliberate slicing motions with it. Just about the only thing I could think to do was throw my car into reverse and get the hell out of there. And as I did, both the teen girl and the woman slowly walked in front of my car, heading back toward the store. As she was walking by, the woman turned and looked at me and gave me what I could only describe as the most sinister smile I've ever seen. Something was just so deeply insidious about the way she gave me that knowing look. A truly diabolical version of the kind of look a mischievous kid gives you when they know they're doing something they're not supposed to. I was shaken, but ultimately okay though I'd be lying if I said I didn't look over my shoulder for a long while after that. Edit. A few people have asked if I've let the store and or the authorities know, and I'm glad to report back that I've informed both, and they are now looking into the matter further. A long conversation with the store manager about it revealed a couple of things. For one, the associate who came to my rescue hurried outside not long after I peeled off to investigate after he watched the two in hot pursuit of me. And according to what he said, the pair made their way back toward the store as mentioned, but changed direction to who knows where after spotting him at the door. Another interesting thing to note is that tabs have been kept on her for a while by that particular store, though this is the first instance documented where she's pulled a weapon. In any case, hopefully this will help. Stay safe out there, guys. I met this guy on a popular dating app. He's the same age as me, 25, and he teaches middle and high schoolers. He loves to cook and be adventurous. He's funny and so on. Really seems like the whole package. And at first, we got along amazingly. We had a lovely first date. We went to a bar, got a drink, and then took a stroll out for ice cream. We parted ways after this, and he asked if he could see me again, but didn't even try to kiss me. 
Honestly, it was refreshing. I feel like people so often rush intimacy, so I appreciated the slower pace. We went on several more great dates over the next few weeks. My favorite one was going roller skating, followed by an arcade. Then we nightcapped for a beer and some pool. At this point, we're getting pretty comfortable with each other, getting a little handsy, making out a bunch, but mostly filling out days with fun activities. We really got into playing pool with each other and would end most of our dates this way. We were a little tipsy one night, curled up in the corner of my favorite bar, when he asked me, if you could go back and change anything about your life, what would it be? Now, I don't know why I picked this event out of everything, but I picked this one encounter I had as a child. I was a ballet dancer, and this much older man was extremely inappropriate with us younger dancers. I briefly told him the story, said that I wish it had never happened, or at the very least, that that creep would have gotten kicked out. He was sympathetic and caring to the story. I asked him the same question in response. If you could go back and change anything about your life, what would it be? He glanced down and then back up at me. He let out a deep sigh and said, Well, I hooked up with a 15-year-old a few months ago. Obviously shocked and not quite sure that I heard him correctly, I asked him to explain exactly how that would happen. He told me that he met her off of a dating website and had, quote, no idea she was underage, but found out after they had slept together. Then he continued to hang out with her, but did not do anything sexual. They were just friends. I asked him why he would be friends with this kid he accidentally banged, and he said that he liked the attention. Not only do I absolutely not believe that he didn't know she was 15, I mean, he spends all his days with middle and high schoolers, but I seriously don't believe they didn't do anything further. Mr. I like the attention. This was an absolutely and completely repulsive and pathetic admission. Needless to say, I didn't see him any further, and I'm glad that I dodged that bullet. I wanted to do something, take some sort of action, but... I wasn't sure what to do, because I have no proof that this even really happened, nor did I know this girl's name. So I called an SA hotline and asked them for advice on what to do. The very nice lady told me the cops would be pretty useless in this situation since I don't have any concrete information, but she did say that I can contact our state's board of education and they would automatically launch an investigation based around such accusations. I know that it's not much, but it's seriously the best I could do. And I really hope that he doesn't hurt any more kids. But seriously, fuck that guy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.